0: Okay, good afternoon everybody and welcome to the Insider webcast. My name is Warwick Lace, I'm the Head of Investor Relations at Reach Markets, and I'll be facilitating the session for you today. The purpose of the Insider is to give you direct access to companies that you may be considering investing in. Uh, companies that we invite on to uh, this session, the Meet the CEO session, have often been tipped as a top stock pick by a fund manager, who we would have recently hosted uh, in one of our Meet the Funds Manager sessions. Uh, we host the Meet the CEO every alternate Wednesday uh, with three new companies presenting at each session. Uh, also, advice or information to that contained in today's presentation is general nature and does not consider your personal circumstances. You need to consider for yourself whether it is appropriate for you. Okay, let's rip straight into it. This week we are joined by Campbell McComb from Optus Investment Group. Uh, an investment manager that looks after wholesale, uh, family office, and sophisticated investors, Campbell. Um, you've also had uh, plenty going on in the in the, in the past uh, 12 months or so, which has uh, been rewarded uh, with the re-rating of the stock. Uh, congratulations on on the last year. You should have uh, controls of the presentation now. Look forward uh, to getting an update from you.
1: Great. Thanks very much for that. Um, yeah, look, I've, I've structured um, the presentation today uh, as much as anything as, a, as an introduction to our company. Um, our business has been going um, a, a little over, or a little under three years now. But um, as, as you mentioned, there, probably the, the the rapid growth has come through in the last twelve months, which has sent us sort of re up to about a about a fifty million million market cap. Um, our, our model, I guess, is, is reasonably differentiated in comparison to uh, a lot of other investment managers out there. So, we are a, a, a global investment manager. Um, we we nudge through three hundred million in, in assets under management um, as of as of yesterday, actually. Um, and our and our focus is really on the the private equity, uh, small small end private equity, um, infrastructure, and and as it says, their private real estate. Um, the core sort of thesis, and interesting you touched on um, a number of sort of tailwinds across various businesses, but um, our focus is really on finding companies that have access um, to, to markets, have access to scalability, and have uh, a thematic behind them that will enable them to to grow and scale um, over a period of time. So where, where our model differentiates, I guess, is we tend to put together uh, individual uh, investment vehicle going into a particular private equity opportunity as opposed to a, a blind fund that might go into um, a, a number of, of potential investments. So the end investor, whether they're high net worth, family office or, or wholesale investors, know what they're buying into uh, at that point of time. They also know that we've spent six or 12 months researching the opportunity um, and, and gotten significant comfort uh, in in what's going on within the within the business um, our, our point of differentiation is is really that we do provide unique investment opportunities and I'll touch on a couple of those um, in, in in a moment um, and focuses as we've said there um, health tech which was one of our one of our first investments energy solution in in sort of battery storage and energy storage um, infrastructure and then and then real estate. Um, we've seen, a, I guess, a spread across a, um, a number of investors uh, and the shift to private market investments, um, and we certainly expect that to, to continue um, over time. Of, of late, we've been focused on deploying probably at the top end of that range, probably closer to, to $50 million. Um, we actually closed or, or shot through the, the required capital, raising for a business called PetStock. Uh, as of yesterday, where we're taking a stake, and that was a that was a, a $50 million uh, raise, which we did effectively over the last last six weeks or so. Just to give uh, the the callers a bit of a feel, I guess for for how we go about um, making money, um, you can see the chart there on the on the right hand side of the screen. Um, the core uh, revenue generator is is Optus Asset Management, which now sits with, with approximately three hundred and twenty million of of assets under management across those various funds, which I'll we'll touch on shortly. Um, so our, our model is is effectively we're charging a, a management fee for uh, putting those funds together and managing them over a life, and we tend to find try to find investments that are somewhere between sort of two to four years. Um, in, in time. We figure that gives sufficient time for um, the business to grow uh, and obviously when we're buying into the business that's the, that's the crucial timing uh, where we think that there's just that nexus that the, the business is about to about to take off. Um, so the fees are charged as a percentage of the um, assets under management. Um, the other component to our, our revenue structure is is performance fees. So if, if, if the end investor wins um, then then we win as well. Um, and to be honest, most of, most of the um, sort of ongoing upside comes from those performance fees and we've structured the businesses and take the time and effort to pick the right investments um, to ensure that we do get those performance fees and ideally they'll fall uh, on a reasonably regular basis going forward which, which will give uh, our end shareholders um, the opportunity to benefit from those underlying investments also. Um, the other component of our business, um, which is reasonably passive is Ortus Investment Holdings, which is um, literally just holds the balance sheet investments. The main asset that sits uh, in, in that business is it, uh, in that company is a business called Gopher, uh, which is a, a last mile delivery business uh, in London, which recently just took a, a four million pound investment from Nauta, which is a, um, one of the larger uh, European venture capital funds. Um, so we're holding that on our on our balance sheet and our business is, is performing um, extremely well. Uh, in addition to that, we do have $4 million in cash sitting on our balance sheet. So we, we raised some capital um, midway through last year. Um, and we're pretty confident as we sit here today that um, that, um, that, that covers us um, for a significant period of time moving forward. Um, Probably the other, the other point worth making is, um, as you said there, the top 20 shareholders do do account for about 66% of our register, um, included in those is a, a spread of, of reasonably well-known um, family offices, including Wolf Capital, which is an arm of the Wilson family behind Rees, um, and Dorman Capital, um, who are the, the founders and, and operators of Regis, um, Regis Healthcare. So, Importantly, those investors, um, in addition to another five or six investors in, in those holdings, are also investors in the in the underlying funds. Um, just touching on those underlying funds, so the first fund we did um, was a, was a health, health tech play in the US and, and our first four funds basically were, were all structured out of the US. Um, so Unite Us as a health tech fund. We co-invested in that with a business called Oak Investment Partners. Um that was a, at a pre-money uh, back then of about 180000000 Uh million. They're just in the process at a moment of doing another round, which we expect to, to conclude um, in excess of a billion-dollar value. Um, so positive for our investors in that. The second fund, which it was um, an investment into <clears throat> ESVALTA, <Walter, coughs> which is a battery storage business based out of California. Obviously, renewable energy is um, a key component to where the where the world's heading at the moment um, and producing that renewable energy is great, but we need to be able to capture and store it by, by our energy storage. So we closed that, business, that um, investment out um, mid-last year. Um, at the back end of last year, early this year, Macquarie um, GIG, which is their grand investment group, um, came in with a substantial check um, as, a, as a co-investor uh, into that business. So again positive uplift for investors um, into that fund. Um, And then the last one on the right there, Student Quarters, is our current Open Fund, which is a um, student accommodation business based out of Atlanta uh, in the States. Interestingly, student accommodation in the US is very differentiated to to what we see here in Australia. Uh, In Australia, obviously, with COVID, um, there's been significant issues around um, that business model in the US. Uh, only about three to four percent of the students are international students, and so what we've what we've seen is a really resilient business with sort of ninety to ninety-five percent occupancies held throughout um, COVID period, and now moving back to on-campus learning, it's a it's an even even more um, positive scenario uh, for for that business. Um, as I said, we, we run a, a reasonably sort of lean uh, business here in Australia. So our joint venture partners over in the in the states are are important to us. Um, so Scout Ventures, uh, we teamed up with uh, back in uh, two thousand and eighteen, the back end of two thousand and eighteen. Um, so they tend to operate in in the sort of seed, pre seed um, stage. Uh, in in what they term frontier technology. So a lot of the technologies are actually spin-outs of the NSA, CIA, NQTEL, DARPA and a lot of the university labs. Um, And Unite Us was was one of those investments. Um, We've got a co-investment fund with um, Scout. uh, And equally importantly, as the businesses within those portfolios reach our investment criteria which would tend to be more of an expansion stage investment. Um, we have the capacity to co-invest as we did with, with Oak Investment Partners uh, into those those companies where we see they've been de-risked um, a little bit and are, and are coming out the coming out the other end and starting to generate some, some solid revenue. Um, RBP partners is there on the ground team um, at ES Falter and they're looking at a number of, of opportunities in that in that Infrastructure and, and differentiated um, energy plays at the moment, um, and then student quarters, as I said, massive opportunity into into that um, that business. We see that as a as an extremely scalable component of what we're doing. We've set a fund up here in um, Australia, and we're also in the process of, of launching a fund um, into into Asia. Um, an important part of of what we do and I guess part of the part of our ability to, to keep head office costs down is to is to actually outsource um, a lot of the external trustee and, and, and administration piece of our business. Um, one I guess this gives our end investors significant confidence in, in what we're doing. Um, but equally from from our perspective it's outsourcing the non core components of what we do so that we can really just focus on being investment managers and and picking some really solid and quality investments um, for, for our underlying investors. You can see from that, that chart um, on that slide we've, we've had a, a pretty good run um, and that run has, has continued. Um, 2020 was was really about, I guess, sort of building the, the foundations of, of, of our business um, and we've been really, really happy with um, the progress that we've made. Uh, we went from sort of 36 million odd, odd dollars in, in assets under management in June '19 to where we are now, which is about 320 million post um, post pet stock um, investment. And pet stock is probably a great example of the kind of quality investments that we're looking for. It was our first domestic transaction. Um, if you look at um, what happened during COVID and, and the lockdown with with people acquiring more pets and buying more pet food and and, and the like, um, there's been some some serious tailwinds behind that business. But we expect them to continue as the as the humanisation of pets um, continues uh, as, as a trend generally. Um, the um, I guess importantly, generating cash um, for for the business. Um, the, the first half. Um, of of twenty twenty one financial year. Uh, as I said, was a lot of it was about building out the pet stock and, and student quarters fund. Um, importantly that, that will lead to significant cash generation uh, in the second half, uh, which we expect to be sort of in excess of, of three million and we've come out and, and disclosed that um, to the market.
0: Um,
1: so just the, the, the what's what's next. Um, from from our business. Um, obviously we're, we're keen to continue to build assets under management in, in quality investments both both onshore um, in Australia and we're looking at a number of transactions here uh, and then equally offshore. The focus has been, has been the US to date and I think that will continue to be the case um, going forward. Um, going back to that chart where we are looking at, at potential acquisitions in the asset management space as well, um, we feel now, um, and we announced to the market um, at the back end of last year that we are taking a stake in um, Impact Investment Partners, which is an Indigenous um, infrastructure investor. Um, so that would be expected to settle in the in the next couple of weeks. Um, but outside of that, looking at looking at uh, asset managers that are already operating in our sort of core areas of focus, um, private equity. Um, Real estate uh, and and infrastructure. Um, importantly, we, we we are targeting some, some exits out of out of some of the initial funds, and as I said before, that's what leads to um, to the performance fees that then generate some some exciting returns for for our end, end investors. And then equally, uh, in terms of looking at our balance sheet, um, obviously Gopher is the key component there. We did realise a um, million dollars. Um, of, of cash flow from investing out of that um, uh, post 31 December, um, and that asset's now sitting on our balance sheet at roughly sort of eight and a half nine million dollars. Um, so there is an opportunity over the next sort of 12 12 plus months to to generate some further further cash back onto the balance sheet from from realizing um, that asset. Um, yeah. So in in, in short, uh, very excited about where we are. Obviously, the markets slowly but surely starting to starting to pay attention to um to what we're doing uh and we expect that to continue. We expect the the assets under management growth um to continue um particularly in the next sort of three months I guess as we as we um push through with um with the student quarters fund. Um yes yeah, so I open to uh to questions uh if, if there are any there.
0: There there are some uh, that's a Great result, though, Campbell. Congrats on uh, on the past twelve months. Um just question in looking at the uh, the difference really between listed equities and uh, what we've been seeing in in those markets and the uh, private investment market. What's um, what's your take on on demand there and um, how uh, you know how different investors are uh, engaging in different ends of the market?
1: Yeah, look, we're certainly seeing um, a lot more demand. And, and have done in the last six months than than probably the the twelve months prior to that. Um, I guess part of that is a function of of the valuations um, in in equity markets and people, rightly or wrongly, sort of perceiving equity markets to to be slightly overvalued. Um, I think also it's a it's an ongoing trend. So uh, if you look at the the large sovereign wealth funds and and even our future fund, there's certainly um, an ongoing move towards private markets and we're seeing that right down the, um, the investor spectrum from family officers who have historically been been pretty good at, at investing in, in private investments um, to to the wealth managers who um, have probably moved more towards the private investment market uh, in the in the last 12 or 18 months to just your high net worth investors who are sitting there saying well I guess if I can buy something, on a on a six-time EBITDA multiple in the private market and that would otherwise be trading at a 12-times multiple in the listed market, I'm happy to give up a bit of that liquidity for a period of time, whether that's two years, three years, four years, uh, with a view that the end outcome actually ends up ends up being better.
0: Right. In terms of the thematics and sort of sectors that you've uh, picked and gone into so far, does does more assets under management mean you can sort of just broaden out and do do a job in in new sectors, or do you envisage sort of doubling down and going um, sticking to uniting and going back into the sectors you've already identified?
1: Yeah, look, I think I think we've built some really solid knowledge around the, the sectors that, that we have invested in. Um, I, I guess private equity is is kind of a bit of a bit of a broad sector, and, and investing into a a pet stock um, has no real relation to the energy infrastructure and the like that we've been doing in the in the US. Um, so we're definitely open to um, opportunities that, as I said before, sort of are in those sectors that have solid tailwinds. And um, I guess one of our, our key points of differentiation is that we do um, work very closely with, with the underlying um, businesses and sort of monitor them for a six to 12-month period before we end up investing. So um, we're open to to a broader broader sector exposure, but I think sort of for the next twelve eighteen months, very much focused on the on the sectors that we already have that that experience and knowledge in.
0: Yeah, gotcha. So looking at uh, assets under management, obviously that's a, a key metric. What uh, what do you think the next uh, year or so has in uh, has in store for Octus? Oh, just...
1: Yeah, look, it's hard to hard to land on a on an on a number per se. Um, anything anything that I put out there would, would, would probably be a guess. But um, look, I think that we we are growing. Um, we've we've had some exceptional growth in in the last um, sort of 12-18 months, and student quarters, as I said, we we expect that that's currently I guess sort of 150 million of 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 our assets under management. So we'd expect that to continue to grow, given we haven't. Really put a huge amount of of, of sort of marketing grunt behind us at this point in time. So we'd expect that to be the key driver um, of our results, sort of between now and 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 30 June, and then probably even even into the September quarter as well. Um, as I said, we are analysing a number of of, of private equity style investments, which um, we would expect probably wouldn't be um, in the market until the September quarter at this stage.
0: Okay. All right. I think we'll uh, wrap it up there. Thank you very much, Campbell, for your time, and thanks very much for your time today. Uh, We look forward to chatting again to you soon. Have a good day. Bye.